0: What's going on man? Welcome back to the basement, Amron. Now, before we even get into anything fantasy football related, I want to get something out of the way. I wore a Texas A&M crew neck on Monday's video. I wore a Michigan one yesterday. I'm wearing a Murray State one today. Here's the fact of the matter. There's a spot by me in my neighborhood in Jersey that sells cheap hoodies from colleges. So, I'm not a Michigan fan. I'm not a Texas A&M fan. If anything, I guess I'd be like a CN Hall, Rutgers fan. I'm just down to rep anything from Jersey in terms of colleges. But no, I am not. You know, I see comments, you know, oh, he's a Texas A&M fan. Let's go. Go blue with Michigan. I just don't want to lead off like I'm a bandwagon or, you know, that you think that I'm a fan of your team. I just have pretty much every college hoodie out there. I have like an Alabama one, an Ole Miss one. Today we're rocking Murray State. Shout out John Morant. Now, let's talk about some fantasy football here. We're going to get into our top trade targets, our top five trade targets for week seven of the fantasy football season now this is going to be a really weird week kind of a wonky week where there are six teams on by it's the biomageddon, the bypocalypse whatever you want to call it so there's like a limited supply of players and there's going to be interesting spots where you're going to have a team in your league that's maybe like two and four one and five backs against the wall four players on by and they really have nothing else they have no other choice but to just you know auction off their players on by just to kind of steal a win so we have some interesting spots here to cover now. With that being said, let's go. Let me pull it up first. Thirsty, thirsty, trying to choose. I mean, I know I'm cool. My nitty bag, my... All right. Now, before we get into this, make sure you go down below, subscribe, leave a like. We put out daily fantasy football content for you guys. Now, I will say this week is going to be a little bit different. I think I'll probably miss a Saturday upload. Because we have six teams on bye. I think I'm going to take week seven where I'm going to still give you guys, you know, a video Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, probably take the video Saturday off, still do the live stream for the patrons on Sunday. But this just feels like a good week, you know, kind of take one or two days off, take a step back little mental health break. Then we come back around. I probably will go grind hard to the pedal up until Thanksgiving, maybe Thanksgiving weekend. I'll take a little bit off, but it's been a grind fellas. All right. it's a little bit overwhelming. I'm only 20. I'm out here doing this pretty much full time without actually getting paid full time yet. So it has been a lot. Sometimes I just want to, you know, is it crazy to say that sometimes I just want to sit back, watch some college football, play some video games, you know, hang out with friends and shit but not to say I don't do all that I just mean you know have you know a little bit a little bit more free time this week now enough about me essentially let's talk about our first buy target my must buy here and that's LaVisca Chanel and the theme of these buys for this week now I think that my glasses are all fogged up maybe I'll clean them in a second here but the theme of this week is you know to profit off of the buypocalypse right Six teams on buy. I can't name them all off all the top of my head, but I think it's Jaguars, Cowboys, Vikings. A lot of teams are on buy. Chargers, and then probably the, and then Dolphins as well. So with that being said, we're going to have spots where you're going to have teams that are, you know, one in, or two and four, one and five that need to auction off these players. And I think LaVisca Chenault's a really good buy low candidate. He's, a wide, he's the wide receiver 47 to this point. And I'm not sure many owners want to keep him that bad, but I still have hope. You know, Vizca Chanel was a big guy for me coming out. You know, in the offseason, I liked him a lot as a prospect. He hasn't really panned out, but it, things are starting to kind of come around because we were hoping that he would, you know, establish himself as an outside receiver, as an alpha. Now that came at the expense of DJ Chark. He still isn't really dominating on the outside, but he saw nine targets this week on a 25.7% target share. As we know, targets are earned, not given. And I said, this is my top 10 lessons learned video, but Urban Meyer kind of showed us that it was a one-game sample, but he at least showed us some hope that he now cares about giving his playmakers the ball. He gave James Robinson 20 out of 20 touches in that running back backfield. No more touches to Carlos Hyde. He gave the most snaps and the most targets to LaVisca Chanel and Marvin Jones, whereas last week, the week before, so week five, maybe that was a Thursday night game against the Bengals. I cannot remember. But in that game, Jamal Agnew outsnapped snapped LaVisca Chanel, and Jamal Agnew, Dan Arnold, and Tavon Austin all had more targets than both Marvin Jones and LaVisca Chanel so now he's kind of you know coming around to things he gets his first win when he puts his playmakers on the field now he didn't convert much out of these nine targets he didn't really have a big week but you know that's what we're buying here production didn't happen but the volume was there he saw some drops he saw some inaccurate throws from Trevor Lawrence but there's signs that are pointing up for him where you can now buy him cheap right and we're talking like LaVisca Chanel might even be on waivers in your league but I don't mind a deal where you know you go grab You sell like an Ezekiel Elliott for like Jonathan Taylor and a LaVisca Chenault. Like I would try and do like a, a swap of, you know, some headliners and then maybe like throw LaVisca Chenault in to, you know, kind of match the difference, if you will. Now you can even do a, you know, a waiver fill in during the buy, right? So let's say that there's a guy out there that needs a flex really bad. He has LaVisca Chenault on buy. Maybe you give him Tim Patrick for LaVisca Chenault. Now Tim Patrick in the near term might be better than LaVisca Chenault, but we also have, you know, the broncos bringing back jerry judy very soon so tim patrick could be you know maybe more short short term than long term whereas Lewis canal is more of a long-term play then we have another wide receiver another one that's going to be on by this week is chase claypool right so he's a guy that i'm buying again right so last week i talked about him maybe in every single video and i still do love chase claypool as a buy because last week he only had two catches for 17 yards right so we're now getting another dip he's now getting on bye, which is great right because he had some kind of hamstring injury so now he's going to have a week to heal from that and the bright side is is that he saw seven targets and was out there in the majority of the two wide receiver sets and my guy jacob sanderson he summed this up really well pretty much my resident chase claypool truther on twitter he's a great follow and he pretty much sums up that in the three games without juju or deontay johnson Chase Claypool has assumed this role as the number two wide receiver where he's out there in two wide receiver sets, which is huge, right? Because when Juju was there, Juju was out there for two wide receiver sets and Claypool would still see a lot of really good efficiency on a per route basis, but he wasn't getting a full route participation because the Steelers, when they come out, you know, 12 personnel, two tight ends and two wide receivers or just any set with two wide receivers, a lot of the times that'd be Juju out there and not Claypool. So Claypool would miss out on those routes and now it'd bring his targets down. But if you give him a full Meal a full, you know, share of the routes. He's, his target share is going to be great. His fantasy production is also going to be great. And in those games, he has seen a 26.7% target share, 28 targets, 16 catches, 241 yards, and a touchdown. So I think he's going to be fine. He's played great in those games. He had an off week, but again, he was hurt. He saw the full route participation that we know that that we're expecting of him. And now he's going to be on by. So he's going to get, you know, another week or two to kind of heal up that hamstring injury and he should be good to go. Now, a bonus buy I wanted to throw in. I don't really have any notes or anything, but I love Dallas Goddard as a buy. Now, I will say he's going to be a tough buy because I think that pretty much everyone's aware of the Zach Ertz trade and what that's going to do for Dallas Goddard. But Goddard is now, I don't want to overreact here, but with Zach Ertz gone, Dallas Goddard is now flirting with that, you know, Mark Andrews, you know, Kyle Pitts, TJ Hawkinson, you know, he's kind of somewhere between that and Noah Fant. For me personally, he was a really, really strong prospect. He has looked really good on the Eagles on a per route basis. It's just the the matter of the fact that he was splitting time with Zach Ertz. Now that he's pretty much freed at this point, to me, he is in a similar boat as a guy like Noah Fant. I don't mind if you can sell Noah Fant for like Dallas Goddard Plus, right? Because Noah Fant's been great, but we have to remember Noah Fant has really benefited from Judy being gone. And Albert O being gone. So once Albert O comes back, once Jerry Judy comes back, I see Noah Fan kind of you know reverting back to himself. Still is like a, a fringe, you know, top six to you know 10 type play. But I think that Dallas Goddard is going to give you similar production. And if you can get you know profit on top of that, I would take that every time. Goddard, like I said, really, really good prospect. He's been extremely skilled. He was great in fantasy last year. With Ertz gone, I'm actually really excited to see what he does now. And that's going to bring us to, this is a weird section that I have labeled as do not buy. I would label this as a sell, right? So Christian McCaffrey, not, not exactly a sell though. Let me, let me kind of explain myself with Christian McCaffrey here. The big takeaway. I want you guys to take from this is I'm not big on acquiring injured players. I think the popular takeout there is going to be, you know, if you're a six and and0 team, maybe go try and buy low on a McCaffrey or an Antonio Gibson or a Nick Chubb or a Kareem hunt. Look, this the simple the simple idea that this comes down to is i don't want that mustard on my shirt. you know, i don't want that bad blood. don't give me your injured players because, you know, if you're 6 and 0, it's because your team has probably this year, this weird year with like all the injuries. if you're 6 and 0, if you're 5 and 1, it's probably because you don't have any injuries at this point. so like don't go out there and riddle your roster with guys that are injured injured or injury prone because you know, these timelines aren't as concrete as we think. We just saw with Christian McCaffrey, you know, oh, he's just going to be out one to two weeks. It's whatever. Trooper Hubbard's like a one-week rental. Nah, like he got a setback and now he's out another, th- now he's on IR. He's out for like three weeks. He could come back, you know, he they, they could lose out and then they shut him them, shut them down for the rest of the season. There's like a million things that could go wrong. And instead of, you know, getting a player on your team that is hurt, why not just ride out what you got and go undefeated? right or not even undefeated but just go out there if you're in a spot where you are like six and oh five and one just go get a buy, bro like i'm telling you i think you have a better chance of winning a championship with just getting a buy, right in that first week than getting a guy like christian mccaffrey because we don't know if he's going to return to that you know high level he could give you two games and then re-injure himself again he's only played i think six games in the last two years and on the flip side if you're two and four if you're one and five go sell mccaffrey you don't have the luxury to hold on to him if you can do you know mccaffrey for a swift or a jonathan taylor or you know mccaffrey for even like james robinson and and james robinson plus you know like i, I would be i'm not saying go out there and sell mccaffrey low immediately if you're four and two if you're five and one if you're six and one, you already have mccaffrey you're holding but if your back's against the wall i don't think it's bad if you can you know if you can like really cash out on a mccaffrey and i also haven't listed many many tight ends or running backs on this list is because they're so depleted at this point right so their prices are sky high at this point it's probably best to like if you have healthy players at running back or tight end you should probably hold on to them right but like i said if your backs against the wall feel free to unload gibson mccaffrey hunt chubb obviously you're not selling them for pennies but if you can you know go out there and swap them for you know like like I said with like McCaffrey for like a low-end RB1 I'd probably do that most of the day like if I could do James Robinson or Darrell Henderson obviously not straight up like one of those guys plus a piece I'd probably be into that now another guy that's kind of like a headliner you know like a McCaffrey is a DeAndre Hopkins and he's a sell for me because I I went over this yesterday or not yesterday but two days ago in the lessons learned video and DeHop has been great for fantasy he's the wide receiver 13 in PPR but his usage has been concerning right he is he is known for being a target hog but this weekend he had 20.5 ppr points and only had a 14.3 percent target share on four targets he was behind aj green and christian kirk in targets he was tied with rondell moore and jj zacharyson brings up this that was the 12th lowest single game target share of his career he now has a 19.5 percent target share on the season after averaging about 29 to 32 percent target share in the last three seasons so there's a lot to be had here or a lot of concerns here in terms of volume because Hop has has always gotten there on just insane amount of volume, being a target hog, thirty percent target share guy, and that's not really there in this offense. And he's still producing. You know, Wide Receiver Thirteen isn't really what you drafted at this point, but he still has that name value. Now, I hate bringing up the CBS trade value chart because I think it's kind of trash, but it's the only thing that's out by the time I I write this, you know, article outline, whatever you want to call it, and. They have D Hop as their wide receiver six rest of season. Now it's honestly hard to come up with names to put ahead of D Hop, but if you can sell them at the wide receiver six price, I would do that all day. You know, if you can do like D Hop and a waiver wire running back like a Darrell Williams or Hubbard to a wide receiver needy team for, you know, somebody like Jonathan Taylor or DeAndre Swift, I would do that all day. If you can, you know, swap out D hop, maybe you can come down to like Deontay Johnson and like this is all top of the head. So I don't know if it's actually that close, but D hop for like Deontay Johnson, and maybe like a Darrell Henderson or James Robinson. You know, you could maybe even go as low as like Leonard Fournette, like Leonard Fournette and Deontay Johnson. I think that that would be a bit low for me. Um, but yeah, if you can sell high on Deandre Hopkins, if you can pretty much cash out at wide receiver six, I'd probably do that all day. And that brings us to our last sell candidate of the day. And this was just for me kind of scrolling through the CBS trade value chart he's currently the rb 17 rest of season and apparently i'm not saying that he can in your league but apparently he can be dealt straight up for dj moore deontay johnson calvin ridley aj brown or mike williams now i'm not obviously again i'm not sure that that could happen in your league but if someone's struggling with buys you know maybe they have mike williams on buy or deontay johnson on buy. maybe you go tap him on the shoulder real quick i'll give you cordero patterson i'll give you cordero patterson and tim patrick you know something like that and this isn't because i even hate quarterback patterson but at the rb 17 price i think if you can sell him for a player that is has more guaranteed volume and more stable production i probably do that all day long i don't really think it's that wise to sit on him it is pretty crazy i'm looking at his rankings right now he's the rb 12 in ppr but there's just not enough volume for that to be super super stable that wayne gallman's also coming in I just would rather, if I could cash out for one of those names that CBS listed that you could get them straight up for, I'd probably do that all day. Now, that is going to do it for us today, fellas. My rest of season rankings will be out on Patreon, patreon.com slash Stewart. That's going to do it. Now, as always, you can follow me at ronstewart underscore on Twitter. I, I don't usually plug that, but you can also subscribe down below, leave a like. It helps us out a ton in the algorithm. I just bumped the mic on accident. Now, I think we're going to try something different this week. I think tomorrow and Friday i will probably i think i'm gonna to do top 24 rankings videos for running backs and wide receivers right so separate ones because we're in a spot at this point we're, we're just at a spot with this week where i'll probably go back to start sits we'll see we'll see how that those videos do but with like the like a, a it's corny saying it like the by get in or the by apocalypse With with six teams on by there's not a lot of sits. like you're probably just starting whoever isn't on by or hurt on your team at this point so we'll just do the rankings videos but yeah the plan is to bang out all the week, all the work for this week. In the next couple of days, take Friday off, relax. You know, enjoy football. Spend some time with Winnie, my dog. I gotta, I gotta get Winnie on camera more. A lot of the OG subscribers know about Winnie, are friendly with Winnie. The Winnie's even like one of the pictures on my like on my Patreon tiers. But I gotta bring Winnie back on camera one of these days um now that's gonna do it for today I think I I said that like three times now but there's NBA on tonight I really wish that I came out with I I was honestly unaware of how fast season started now I'm just kind of rambling so uh there's that but I wish that I did a couple NBA best ball drafts because I didn't get any in and underdog has NBA best ball drafts so that would have been really fun Now I don't have any NBA best ball teams, but that would have been fun to do. Maybe hop on here, live stream with you guys. If they do do like a best ball resurrection, I promise we will do that. If there's a best ball resurrection, I will hop on here. I don't care if there's three of you guys in here. I honestly don't know what I'm doing when it comes to NBA best ball. You guys probably even know better than me, but I think that that would be fun. So we'll see. If they come out with a resurrection, we will do that. Now, before I keep on going, I will see you guys in the next one.